Hey everyone, welcome to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than staying up way past your bedtime to talk about Avengers Endgame. Uh, joining me tonight is Matt. Hello. And Tabitha. Hello. And I'm Mitch. Uh, so here's what's going on, guys. Uh, in a few minutes, uh, we are going to give a just a spoiler uh, heavy review of Avengers Endgame. Uh, we got a chance to, we just got out of the theater, we got to see it with Not Seth, and um, we're going to talk about a couple things, we're going to give our spoiler free review, got a couple other quick things to talk about, uh, we're going to have a special gut reaction of the trailers that came out before Endgame, and then after that, uh, if you haven't seen Endgame yet, uh, as much as I want for you to listen to us, stop listening to us. Watch the movie, and then pick up where you left off. Agreed? Can we do that? Maybe we'll warn you again. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway. Um, so, let's go ahead. You know what? Before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about the other things that we want to talk about. Again, just real brief. Um, and I know, Matt, you thought you, you have a couple things. No, I kind of don't. Like, I didn't get to yeah, read them, like... Analyze. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're all having a lot of emotions it's right a- now. <laughs> we are. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm gonna go over my stuff real quick, and if after that, if you've got, if you're able to collect your thoughts, then then we can go over it. So, uh, we actually we got some news from Vault uh, this week. Uh, in July, they are releasing a new title. It's called Sarah and the Royal Stars, uh, with art by. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, written by John. Uh, Sui, I believe, and art by Audrey Mock. Um, so basically, what Sarah and the Royal Stars is all about, it's uh, in the midst of a civil war on in the uh, Empire of Parsa, Princess Sarah gets a vision from a uh, from uh, Mitra, who is a deity who tells her to find the Royal Stars. Sarah leaves uh, the, the civil war to return the stars to the rightful spot in the heavens, thus saving her people as well as, you know, the rest of the planet, universe, etc. Um, so that's that's all I really know about it. Uh, it's We got a couple of preview pages of the comic. Um, art looks really awesome. It's an interesting story. It's definitely something that I will definitely be on the lookout for. Um, also, it was announced just today that uh, uh, Bond 20 News, ca- uh, casting bits, uh, it will be Daniel Craig's last uh, film as Bond, or at least that's what he says, because mm-hmm. I think he said that with the last... Mm-hmm. couple of Bond movies, but you know. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Um, the They announced the villain for the movie, and it's going to be none other than Freddie Mercury. I'm sorry, it's actually it's going to be Rami Malek. Um, <laughs> I was almost more interested when it was Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> so, they did reveal that um, Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be the actual end of the MCU's Phase 3, not... Um, and not the beginning of Phase 4, like we've kind of thought, uh, which means that what we just saw is not the end of Phase 3. Hmm. Uh, no reason why, given uh, just that this chunk of the MCU is not done. Correct. So, um, Matt, do you have anything? I do. So, a couple of quick things. One, um, at the end of May, um, where is it being released? Amazon Prime um, is releasing Good Omens. It has been revealed that... Uh, during the season, if you are a huge Doctor Who fan, there will be a few Easter eggs just for you. Easter eggs? <laughs> Easter eggs? I can't, I can't, I can't anything Wags today. Easter, guys. I can't think, I can't talk. I'm so overwhelmed. 
Um, so yes, there will be Easter eggs um, throughout the six episodes. So, but it'll be a big challenge because they are going to be small, as Easter eggs usually are. Yeah. But you know, you know, particularly for Doctor Who fans, the Samsung Galaxy. What are they calling it? The Fold, the Galaxy Fold. Yeah. yeah. So a few journalists have gotten their hands on it for uh, early reviews. Um, one particular journalist, Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, he uh, he removed part of the screen which appeared to be a screen protector, or he thought it was a screen protector. I guess it was not actually a screen protector and actually part of the screen. But in removing it, within two days, it basically just... Like stop working, and his 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 thing is basically that it looks like it should be a screen protector. A lot of people are going to think it's a screen protector and try and remove it. And uh, yeah, you don't do that. He he thinks that that's probably a large part of what contributed to the problems, but there's no saying because well, I mean mm-hmm. he doesn't know how it worked with the screen with that thing on. So, um, but he's not the only one that's had problems. There have been a couple others that have noted glitches with the screen loading, not loading as they fold it, unfold it, etc. So, and then as we come to the end of Game of Thrones, um, there is uh, I don't know, I don't know if you would, I don't know how you would play music for Game of Thrones. I mean, there's a heavy metal version of the Game of Thrones theme song, but um, now you can play that on three different Fender guitars. Game of Thrones themed guitars. There is a House Stark Telecaster, a House Lannister Jaguar, and a House Targaryen Stratocaster. Um, they worked with the Game of Thrones creator and avid guitar player DB Weiss um, to kind of get the vision from you know creation all the way to production. So um, you know, twenty five, thirty, thirty five thousand dollars. That's it's it's fine, but they're available. Right, I was trying to come up with some dumb like, like Game of Thrones axe pun because that's you know a common nickname for a guitar. Mm-hmm. It is, but I, I got nothing right now. Let's just give the rest of these stories the axe and move on. <laughs> I hate you both. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yet she's still here. Right, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so let's go ahead and give our spoiler-free, as best we can, uh, review of Endgame. Uh, we're also going to rate it on a scale of 1 to 6 Infinity Stones. Um, yeah. I think we use the same rating system for <laughs> Infinity War, but <laughs> it's okay. It is um, okay. So I'm going to go first. Uh, for me, easily, this was each and every one of those 6 Infinity Stones for me. Uh, the movie, it was... You know, I, I kept saying that, thinking to myself that it was like a love letter to the to the last ten years of mm-hmm. what we've had. Uh, there was one part like that I'm going to talk about that we'll talk about later on. I'm sure there was one part where, like, for a good like five minutes, I had this goofy ass smile on my face, <laughs> just like just a gape. Like, um, but like there there were a f- couple there were a couple of parts in the beginning that were predictable, not necessarily predictable, but like if you'd been paying any kind of attention to infinity war mm-hmm. yes you, you saw it coming mm-hmm. but um but that didn't that doesn't detract from it at all uh i think that a movie can be predictable and still be amazing like Endgame was and not to say that the rest of the movie was predictable because i did not see what happened happening so <laughs> uh, <laughs> matt what did you think 
Um, I'm I'm fluctuating between five and six stones. Um, I, it was it really amounted to everything that we wanted and needed from this movie. Um, it, it I know that we just said that you know it's not officially the closure of Phase Three, um, but it, it might be the spiritual end, you know, of Phase Three. Um, I don't know really what Far From Home could add to Phase Three at this point, but um, I think my biggest thing was that like it did not necessarily feel like it was a three-hour movie, but it was not as it wasn't necessarily as tightly woven as Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my I think that's my my point between five and six is that I just can't like it was just a, there was more build up it was a little bit slower at the beginning so I I think as much as I want to I think I still have to go five. What about you, Tabitha? Yeah, I also have to go five. <clears throat> While you know it obviously elicited quite a an emotional reaction out of me, I suppose no. they do. I know um, <laughs> the tension build up like we had like. We had some pacing issues in this movie for me that like it was like oh 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 and then it was like oh now I gotta now I gotta sit here and see all this shit I've seen before wait 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 oh this stuff like I had some like pacing issues and I would have cried way harder if that's even possible if they would have kept like the emotional pacing of it on like a steady like. Up to, yeah. instead of be, being like ding, 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 like up and down and up and down and maybe, up and down. Maybe they were doing that for your tear ducts. Like you specifically. <laughs> They're like, we know this time the girl is going to lose her mind. Um, <laughs> and I sniffed a couple plot holes, but I'm going to let those go until I watch it for a second time because maybe I missed something. There's one. Okay. That, and, and we'll talk about it later. Right. Obviously. I mean, I I loved it. It was... It, it was great. It was wonderful. But I, I did have pacing and plot hole issues. But it, just enough for a deduction of one stone. What? Maybe like... Which stone? Gonna... The time stone? No. Because it's a plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> Your logic is valid. I'll, I'll let you live. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you live. <laughs> Thank you, Thanos. Wow. You're welcome. So... <laughs> All right. So, um... Before before we get to it, let's go ahead and do a quick gut reaction of the trailers that um, that came before Endgame. Um, if you're one of those, and, and these people are out there, the, these people that want to know literally nothing about the movie, including the previews that come before. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those people, go ahead and stop listening now, so that you don't get spoiled for these trailers that you might have already seen already. So. Um, <laughs> Tabitha was gracious enough to uh, actually take notes of all the trailers that we got. So she's going to moderate this uh, edition of Gut Reaction. Tabitha, take it away. Okay, so 21 Bridges is Chadwick Boseman playing Law & Order. (laughs) Just going to throw that out there. Um, I've seen this trailer before. I was not super like like i get that chadwick boseman is also in the marvel universe but like this this trailer had no business being before this movie in my opinion so thumb sideways these these cop movies hate them because they're all so formulaic with these like a-list actors that do some of their best work in some of these you know you uh was it mark Wahlberg in oh Brooklyn's Finest. There's a couple of them. You know, De Niro did one. And they're all like the cop mob style style New York movies. I go back and forth on them, so I'm going to go thumb sideways on this one. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to go thumb sideways on this. 
for me, it it looks like one of those movies that I think looks cool. I liked the trailer for mm. it. Uh, it's going to be one of those movies that 10 years from now I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch that eventually. I was meant to watch that movie, but I never got around to it. Oh look, it's on TNT. Yeah, and even then, I'll still be like, I'll watch an next episode of Doctor Who or something like that. Um, so yeah, so for that, I'm giving it a thumbs sideways. Um, and then next we had Gemini Man, which I like to call Will Smith pointing out the obvious. <laughs> this is also not the first time I've seen this trailer, and every time I see it, it makes me cackle because it's literally Will Smith telling you exactly what's gonna happen in the next frame. <laughs> come a really long way with CGI and the de-aging portion of CGI but sometimes it still looks kind of fake Um, and even in this trailer it looks that way and that's going to distract me from anything that might be good about this movie so I'm going to go thumbs down because what the trailer for this was released online what like earlier this Mm -hmm. week maybe last week and I remember just like a description of the movie just like you know, Hollywood Reporter or, mm. or whatever, any number of different outlets um, gave it. And then I remember, like, specifically not watching the trailer because I was like, that sounds dumb as hell. So <laughs> this trailer, I think, kind of proved it for me. Uh, I'm also giving this a thumbs down. Um, up next, we had a very small, very little for Secret Life of Pets. Mm. Two. This is the second one. Yep, Sorry. second one. Um, this looks adorable and funny, and it's about the emotional welfare of the pets, and the pets now have anxiety, which is relatable on a human and a pet level for me, so I'm going <laughs> thumbs up. The first one was fantastic. Um, I, I know that Tabitha does not minions, and this is Illuminations, but they really, at least for me and for my boys, have yet to uh, miss the mark on one of these movies, so thumbs up on this. Admittedly, I did find myself chuckling a couple times at this trailer, uh, but this movie is not for me. Thumbs down. <laughs> um, and then we had Men in Black that doesn't need to happen international. Uh, I am interested to see the clippy banter between the two main characters, because I think it will be more entertaining than it was with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in a more like modern way. So I'm going thumbs side dish mostly down (laughs) (laughs) um this is again one of those movies i don't know why we're like rebooting or like continuing this franchise after so long like it's not really necessary but yeah the uh the quippy banter that i see happening between chris hemsworth and tessa thompson in this um i think is probably going to like save any interest i have so i'm going up sideways uh this is clearly the um strangest spinoff of Endgame because you got Thor and Valkyrie <laughs> fighting aliens still. Um, I hate you. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I still haven't seen Men in Black 3. I liked the original Men in Black. Uh, Men in Black 2, yeah, it was okay. I was actually I was talking with my uh, boss at work about this today, actually. And I was like, I don't really remember that much about Men in Black 2, but I, I don't remember hating it. I don't know. There's something about this movie that... I really, I, I'm pumped for, and I don't know, I don't know if it also is like if it's the two main characters, if it's you know throwing in Emma Thompson and that, but like I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Um, up next, we've we talked about this a couple times. But we had the Dark Phoenix trailer. Uh, this every time I watch it gets better and better, and I notice something new, and I get even more excited. Thumbs up. I like how this series 
of X-Men movies has continued to progress. And I like where the dark and f- like this one has a very, very strong tone of finality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also really gives you that sense, even in the trailer of Phoenix's power, mm-hmm. um, which is one of those things like it took a while to kind of get the idea of how strong Magneto really was or Xavier. So I like that we're already getting that. So I'm going thumbs up because I really am excited for this. Um, I'm giving this a thumbs sideways only because uh, I am really far behind on the X-Men movies. So really, I should more so be giving myself the thumbs sideways. <laughs> um, that does not sound good. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, I will say this about Dark Phoenix. Even though I said the same thing about Apocalypse, the trailers make me want to get caught up. Uh, so hopefully I will actually do it this time. I mean, there are X-Men movies. There's no timeline. You don't really, <laughs> no, you don't really need to watch the previous ones. Fair. <laughs> um, and then we had the trailer and a little introduction by Seth Rogen that made me jump out of my seat. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not ready for that. I grabbed onto both of you guys on either side of me because all of a sudden it was dark. And it was like, ooh, dark incoming trailer. And then Seth Rogen's giant dumb face was on the screen. <laughs> and he was like, hey, guys. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> That was awful and horrifying. Um, I hate Seth Rogen. I don't find Seth Rogen's humor funny. I don't like to look at Seth Rogen and his weird soft body. But <laughs> I kind of want to watch this because I like Charlize Theron. There it is. So thumbs sideways-ish. I, I'm just going to have to go thumbs sideways too because this could be funny. It also could, I mean, like that part in the trailer where he falls down the stairs. It could fall flat really easily. So, uh, full disclosure, after we saw uh, Seth Rogen's big face on the screen, and once the trailer started, I excused myself for one final bathroom break before uh, our three-hour tour started. Uh, (laughs) But I have seen this trailer before, or at least I've seen a trailer. I assume it's the Mm -hmm. same one that I've seen. Um, I don't know why. I don't really, like, I'm not much of a rom-com guy. Yeah, there are some that I that I enjoy, whatever it happens. But there's something about this movie. Oops. Yeah. There's something about this movie I think I'm going to enjoy. I, I might be kind of a 21 Bridges thing where it ends up being just a movie that I always wanted to see and never got around to. But I, I'm, I'm in for this. I'll give it a thumbs up. Followed by, this may be the problem, too. That was They followed it up with Godzilla. And I love Mothra, and I'm so happy, and I'm just so ready to go watch monsters smash literally everything and everyone. Thumbs up. I'm probably going to watch this twice. I usually watch monster movies in the theaters at least twice, <laughs> so I'm ready. Thumbs up. One of you go. I don't I, care who. <laughs> it looks awesome. It looks a little bit like we're now... I, it, this is weird, because like Godzilla was the original... But I feel like now that we've done Pacific Rim, I feel like Godzilla's rehashing Pacific Rim mm. with with the with all of the the monsters coming back. Um, and I still, I mean, I know it's a Godzilla movie, but there's no plot to this. I'm gonna go thumb sideways. So sorry, <laughs> it's not as prevalent like this year. Not that I've noticed, but like in the last couple of years, it's been a thing where, especially like. Not even necessarily in the movie itself. Sometimes it shows up in the movie. But during the trailers, you get, like, a weird, different, like, more, like, 
sadder or sinister version mm. of a popular song and <laughs> we got that with somewhere over the rainbow for yeah. godzilla um i have not been interested in this movie in the least and that completely took me out of it thumbs down <laughs> you know i was just busy looking at the monsters i didn't even hear that so good job on the trailer <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I'm out on this next one because they showed the preview for Lion King where I promptly put my fingers in my ears, hummed, and closed my eyes. So, I have no thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do with them? I have no thumbs. They were still in your ears. They were still in my ears from blocking out all things Lion King. I, I just, I, for this one, I continue to sit at the same point that I have been since the very beginning why do we need to do what is almost a shot-for-shot remake of an animated classic just because we have better CGI? I don't understand why this is even happening. Disney doesn't have enough money. Don't they? Thumbs down. (laughs) I don't care what you guys say, uh, especially now that Endgame is over. Well, I think Far From Home still comes out before, uh, before Lion King, so... Uh, I was going to say all my attention is now focused towards Lion King, but I guess some more attention is focused towards Lion King. Uh, I Yeah, I can't wait for this. I don't know that I'll be there opening weekend because there's going to be a lot of kids, but like I'm going to be like some creepy guy on a Monday afternoon watching it, <laughs> but I'm ready. Thumbs up. Uh, and then our final trailer, which of course I think we all kind of expected this was uh, Star Wars, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. I can't talk. Um, as I've said before, the last time we talked about this trailer, which I think was last week. I've got beef with Ray. I'm ready for her to step up or step out. So either she wins it all or she dies violently for me. There's no in the middle. If she does anything other than those two things, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> so thumb sideways until I know what happens. <laughs> Matt. I just I can't wait for this. Like this is the culmination. Like this this is more so the culmination of like my entire childhood than even, you know, Endgame and superheroes and all of that. So thumbs up. Yeah, um, I'm I'm ready for this. Uh, you know, it, it's the exact same trailer that we got from Star Wars Celebration. There was nothing new. There was nothing different to it. But, um, but yeah, I can't wait. Thumbs mm. up. So, yeah, so that's all the trailers that we had. This is your last chance. If you have not seen Endgame yet, please stop listening to us. But then go back to listening to us because we do. We well, need, next week. Yeah, we need we need the listeners. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So as of right now, <laughs> spoilers. Oh my gosh. Um, what was now? I've got I've got a few things that I did write that that I kind of wrote out for us to kind of keep in mind while we were watching the movie. Uh, obviously I, I wanted our focus or at least, you know, my focus to be on the movie, but you know, just still be like, okay, cool. Um, so I've got a few things we're going to, we're going to hit most, if not all of them, no real particular order and whatever. So let's go ahead and talk about, uh, what the biggest surprise was in this movie. What was, what was the best moment for you? So, just to jump right in, I guess, with the spoiler, like, I thought more people were going to die. Oh, yeah. Like, by a large margin. So, the whole time, I'm just, like, Game of Thrones braced for everyone to (laughs) die by the end of this. I'm like, all right, well, you're going to be dead, and you're going to be dead, and everyone's going to be dead. And not as many people died as I thought 
would die. Yeah. And also, this is probably the first movie that I've actually given two shits about the Hulk. Yeah. I've not cared mm-hmm. what Bruce Banner did for however Anything. many movies that he's been in. I've just kind of been like, oh my god, why are you here? But this one, I actually cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to go along with the, the death thing, um, the death thing, what am I? Words. <laughs> Words are going to be tough tonight, guys. Like, I don't know. Um, but, uh, and of the, of because the, they were, there were what, really only two deaths? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, let's talk about how, like, granted, it didn't work out so well, but let's go ahead and talk about how they fucking killed Thanos, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Put that explicit tag on this episode. <laughs> I didn't say the entire word, just like 93%. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, you said 96% of that word. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and talk about how, like, in what, maybe the first five, maybe ten minutes? Mm. Oh, hey, let's go ahead and kill Thanos. Uh-huh. Yep. You know? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so like him, um, you know, we we assumed that it was going to be Tony or Steve, mm-hmm. you know, one or the other. Yep. Somebody was going to die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, well, spoilers. Um, so, Tony wasn't that surprising for me. It no. was very emotional. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't very surprising. No. Um, so, really, Black Widow was the biggest surprise death for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Agreed. same. When they, when I figured out where her and Hawkeye were, we're going, going, and I remembered from Infinity War what happened with Gamora there, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh no! See, one of these jokers is gonna die. Like I, I immediately thought that, and then like when floaty death guy or whoever Red that Skull. guy, thank you, I couldn't <laughs> think of his name. Uh, was like you have to choose, and I was just like, well, this is gonna be interesting. And my my dumbass, oops, that's not as bad a word, uh, <laughs> <laughs> guys. It's late, um, but um, but my my dumb self like. Knew exactly where they were going, and I remembered all that. I remembered that's where mm-hmm. Gamora died. Didn't think about it until Red School like played it all out in front of me. I was like, uh, 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 oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. oops. Uh, that was your biggest surprise. Um, my biggest surprise was probably how little of a part Captain Marvel actually played mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah, not that I expected her to walk in. And light herself on fire and just absolutely torch everything and win the fight with, you know, one hand tied behind her back. Like, it's not what I really expected to happen. But I expected a more significant role in not just, like, the final battle, but just in the whole thing. Like, she shows up at the beginning. You're like, hey, who are you? You're kind of, where'd you come from? Why haven't you been around? She's like, oh, I got stuff to do. Bye. And then, like, shows back up at the end to, like, help out with the fight, and that was it. Not that I, not that I, like I said, not that I wanted her to come in Mm -hmm. and just, you know, beat him with one hand tied behind her back, but I was expecting a little bit more involvement in the plot. I mean, they needed her, but, like, this is, this is the finality of the Avengers. Yeah. Captain Marvel was, like, the bonus track to the CD. Like, she was, like, the thing (laughs) at the end where you're, like... Why is it? Why is it still playing? Like, and then she shows up. Like, that's what Captain yeah. Marvel was supposed to be for this. Yeah, and it, you're absolutely right. This was, and like I alluded to in the spoiler-free review, I mean, this was definitely a love letter to the last ten mm-hmm. years that we've gotten of the MCU. And you know, and 
she was she was in year 11 you know mm-hmm. um I think that what we got of Captain Marvel is a big precursor to what we're going to see in Phase 4 moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be more Avengers movies. I am sure of it. Absolutely. And she will be the spearhead of those. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, for me... Oh, man. I Biggest surprise... I would say... I, I'd have to say, like, probably the, the one moment where, like, basically the entire audience cheered <laughs> was when... Thor, or not Thor, uh, Captain America gets Molnir. Oh, that was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was It was a moment that I didn't know I wanted, the, you know? There was a man behind me that giggled. Like I heard the very grown man. Are you sure it wasn't me? <laughs> no, I thought it was. <laughs> a couple of moments. <laughs> no, I thought that one was you, but you were like, yeah, you like said like a word or like clap, but there was a man behind me because when I like had gotten him to go to the bathroom, I made awkward eye contact with him and I was like. Did he just giggle? He was like, he's like, adorable. Um, now, the, now, kind of in that same moment, you know, in that same scene, um, I alluded to a moment that, where I had my, just a stupid giddy smile. Mm. And that was at the end when like, here comes everybody. Oh. oh, that's about the time I started ugly crying and doing that thing where, like, I was trying to breathe and not sob. So I wasn't doing either. And I was like, how long have I been without oxygen? <laughs> All right, Rocket. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> but I did. I was like, have I been breathing? And then I, like, went to breathe and my nose was like, blah, blah. and I'm like, nope, that's why I'm not breathing. But yeah, I was ugly crying through that whole thing. It was so cool, though. It, it was. was wonderful. It was just all the suspense built up, and that's how it just came out of my face. I'm just like, ah. The way that that whole thing starts, though, was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Cap standing there, mm-hmm. absolutely broken and beaten on the battlefield, mm-hmm. and what what comes in his ear? On your, your left. left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which just, and from Sam. I and still, then the whole Wakandan army, and I'm just like, huh? <laughs> I still kind of wanted him to say at that point, like, I still wanted him to get in, like, one last, I can do this all day. Even I, though, I really was kind of hoping for one more of those. Even though past Cap got to say it, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Hi. Lots of time travel. Um, <laughs> so much to go. All right, so, and I, I worded this spe- this way specifically uh, because even though not all the characters died, there were some departures. You know, mm-hmm. so what was for for you guys? What was the most emotional departure that we got? And Matt, we'll start with you on this one. So this is hard for me because as much as I went into this movie being okay with, I, I expected to lose. Tony or Steve. Like, I I did. Like, one or the other was going to die, and that's how that was going to go. I was okay with the, like, mentally with Stark dying and Cap moving on. Which, spoilers, that is what happens. Mm -hmm. I was less okay with the idea of Cap being left behind because I like the character of Captain America more than I like the character of Iron Man. So, like, the idea of Captain America being done in the MCU hurt, I guess, more than the idea of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the emotional aspect of that, I guess we'll talk about in a minute, because that that broke me. That absolutely, absolutely destroyed me. Tabitha, what about you? Um, 
I was concerned. I, I knew what was happening as soon as I realized that Steve was traveling back in time. I was like, he's going to go find Peggy. Because mm-hmm. obviously, because hashtag foreshadowing. And like, that's been my like, my moment through like this entire, like the entire thing. Like, Captain America was my childhood, like, hero and like, you know, whatever. That like with especially with the movies and everything, like him not getting the love of his life has destroyed me for years. And like the idea that all of this crap had to happen and now he gets that, mm-hmm. that's where I lost it. Like I mean, I lost it like fifty times. Let's <laughs> but like I it was like a happy cry. So like I know he's gone and he's aged and he's passed the torch, but like I'm okay with it mm-hmm. because he got to live a life that he wanted. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. When he, when he went back to return the stones, there was part of me that was thinking that when, you know, when Cap was going to come back, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't expecting what we saw. I was almost wondering that maybe somehow, um, Black Widow yeah. was going to be, was going to take his place, mm-hmm. uh, because we're still getting a Black Widow movie. That last five seconds was me, like, holding my arms in a, in a shrug. <laughs> X-Men movie timeline, it's fine. <laughs> um, so, but, so, I was kind of expecting ex- expecting that in some way, shape, or form. And so, But for the purpose of this movie, what we got was the better outcome, mm-hmm. by far. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't... I, I'm going to have to say, for me, the, the most emotional departure, I'm going I'm to detract. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was Tony. Because, you know... He spent basically the only reason why he did this was to save Peter Parker. Right. That was mm-hmm. the only reason, mm-hmm. you know. And so we go through all this, and he's you know he does he saves he saves the day, you know. Like that was so awesome. Like you may be inevitable, <laughs> but I am Iron Man. That was great. That was awesome. And then he dies. Um, and to see and to see Peter, you know there when it happened to mm. see like his reaction to it to see pepper's reaction to it and you know what and she wasn't in the scene but like man now you know now her daughter or his daughter rather you know doesn't have a dad anymore yeah. you know it's it's very you know it was for me that part was the most real for me that was like i said we come back to this but that was the part that destroyed me it was like i said i was okay with stark dying i'm, I'm still okay with stark dying I was okay with the funeral. You know, you knew that that was going to happen. Everybody was going to gather together. What absolutely, absolutely ripped my heart out and stomped on it was his last moment in his goodbye as he bent down and said, I love you 3000 Mm -hmm. to his daughter. Mm -hmm. And that like, I did, I lost it. I, I was bawling like a baby at that point because Mm -hmm. that, and maybe that's me being a dad. I mean, as I mean, I know that that affects everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, everybody said that that's the most emotional moment. But like for me, being a dad, feeling that pull, just God, I was not ready for that. Yeah. Um, now, not all, not all the emotional moments of the movie were sad moments. Mm-hmm. There were some other happy moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about other emotional moments of the movie. Um, and and I I lovingly. Titled this uh, Tabitha's Tear Count. So, 
So well, gonna... that does not exist. <laughs> so we'll start again with you, Tabitha, since since this is in your honor. Oh my god. Okay. I don't know when I think the first time I cried was It was early it on. It was early on. Mm, I think it might was... have been Cap seeing Peggy through the window when he like yeah, when him we and Tony back. went back. I thought I think it might have even been earlier than that, but, uh, but I don't remember anything earlier than that. I mean, I think I started to like well up a little bit, but I think that's when like they started like going down my face, <laughs> and then like at a moment that wasn't sad that made me like happy cry kind of was that moment when Captain Marvel like shows up mm-hmm. and they're like you can't just charge in there all by yourself and every female from yes. all of everything is yes. like don't worry she's got backup here we come and I was just like, ah! like <laughs> I squealed and I was just like I'm crying and I don't know why but that was wonderful and like I kind of wondered if like Captain Marvel would come in and be the one to wheel the Infinity Gauntlet there for a hot second. Because I was like, there's nobody else that's going to be strong enough to survive. And I was like, oh, wait, that makes sense. That's how you're going to kill somebody. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that whole, that whole, you know, she's got help thing. Uh Like, even as a dude, I was like, girl power. (laughs) Talk about how the females of Marvel just took down the patriarchy. Like... (laughs) (laughs) And, and and I've got a completely different you know moment for for me, but like, but yeah, to, to talk about that for just a second, like, and to go back, you know, not to keep going back to Black Widow's death, but how sucky is it that like the the original female of yeah. the Avengers wasn't there for that moment? But I think it was in a tribute to her though too. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they lost their original female, and now like. Captain Marvel steps in and is like, well, guess somebody's got to go be a badass woman. And then they're like, hey, excuse me, we've been here the whole time. And, like, they come flooding in. You yeah. Know, like, don't worry, we got this. So. <laughs> you guys take a rest. <laughs> so, um, for me, I, I'm i not much of a movie crier. I am kind of sometimes, but it's, it's rare for mm. me. And there was really only one moment in this movie where I came close. I still didn't actually, no tears actually came out. I didn't have to borrow, in, you know, Kleenex and Tabitha or anything. <laughs> You're lucky because I was out. <laughs> well, my moment was really early on. It was when it was when Scott came out of the quantum realm and was uh-huh. figuring out what was going on. And he was very worried, he, you know, like... And the only person that he kept talking about was Cassie, his daughter. Mm-hmm. He gets back to the house. He's knocking on the door, you know, and you see, like, what appears to be a grown woman mm-hmm. coming out the mm-hmm. door. And it's Cassie, yeah. who is not a kid anymore. Yep. And for me, that tore me up, or it came the closest to tearing me up, just because it's like, Scott now has lost so much of his daughter growing mm-hmm. up. And I don't know if this might be one of the plot holes that you were talking about, but... Doing the math, there's no way that she should be as old as she was. No, yeah. that was one of the things I was like. I was sitting there and like, I don't know if you felt me do it, but I was like, no. <laughs> also, because Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd, she looks younger than Paul Rudd. So I'm just like, <laughs> Paul Rudd and his grandma are here. Like, <laughs> uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, well, obviously, we've already talked about my like the hot, the bottom, I guess, motion emotional moment for me. Um, like, probably, like, the highest moment, which also kind of brought some tears to my eyes, was, again, because Captain America, just because Captain America, um, when he picks up Mjolnir on the battlefield, and Thor looks at me and goes, I knew it. <laughs> like, that, like, that whole battle right there with Captain America, with the hammer, just going at Thanos, was just fantastic. I will admit, though, during that battle, as excited as that made me, 
I really, really, really was worried when it was Cap and Thanos one-on-one and Thanos is busting up his shield that we were going to lose Cap right there on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. I really thought that that was going to be mm-hmm. like this this glorious, victorious, you know, battle death for Cap. And I, I'm i really glad we didn't get that because I don't think it fit as well as what we got. Yeah. But I was really worried that's where that was going. Yeah, I didn't want him to go out like that. I also didn't want him to really, because he hadn't really even seen everybody yet. Like, mm-hmm. he hadn't gotten the chance to see that everybody was back and, like, they were there and they were helping him. And I was just kind of like, not yet, not yet, not yet. Like, come on. So, um, not all of our favorite moments were sad moments. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about some of just our just general, like, favorite moments, whether they were, like, you know, fun or, you know, like comical or whatever. Because, I mean, obviously, we've talked a lot about the sad moments of this movie, but it's a Marvel movie. There were also a lot of fun moments. Um, for me, and, and okay, so, like, I guess to kind of explain, because I keep coming back to this, I keep calling this movie a love letter to the last ten years mm. of the MCU. And it's because they, they utilize the quantum realm to go back mm-hmm. and get... Um, and get the um, Infinity Stones yep. before Thanos can. So we see a lot of scenes of old mm-hmm. Marvel mm-hmm. movies, you know. So, uh, so for me, one of my favorite moments uh, it's with um, um, War Machine and Nebula, and they are and I, the 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 plan escapes me, but they're trying to get the what is it, the Power Stone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. We see, we see Star Lord. We see Peter Quill, and he's he's jamming. It's it's basically we see the opening scene to the to Guardians of the Galaxy number one, and but we see it from their point of view to where it's just this dude singing acapella to some old you know, old song, and it's like it just cracked me up. That was fantastic. War Machine's reaction to that was like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> Nebula's like, yep. It's like she didn't deny it in any way. Yeah. <clears throat> um, are we gonna talk about Fat Thor? <laughs> we can't not talk about Fat that Thor. That was I'm gonna let you talk, but that was <laughs> Okay, Kanye. <laughs> that would be I'm gonna let you finish. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna just assume it's the same thing. There. <laughs> Fat Thor was one of the things that like it was funny at first. But for me, it got old real quick. My thing with it, and, like, I thought it was going to get old for me real quick because I was like, oh, my God, get it together. But, like, he has been the one that's been, like, a whole, literally a whole world was on mm. his shoulders. Like, like he's taken hit after hit after hit after hit. Like, he's the he's the superhero that couldn't withstand. Like, he's, he's, the, he's the reality. Mm-hmm. And they took the god and they did it to him. Like, if... They br- he broke. They broke the god. Like I'm tr- I can't figure out what I'm trying to say. Like well, but all I mean, these superheroes go through all this emotional turmoil and all this crap. And aside from Hawkeye, they're all just like, "Well, we got to keep going on." But Thor, who's the strongest of them all, was like, "I cannot take it. I'm mm-hmm. going to go sit in my hut and get drunk and fat and eat, and I will go play some video games, and I will see you guys later." <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then yelling at. Four thirteen-year-old kids over Fortnite. I support it. Like, yeah, 
it got a little old. It was a little hokey. But, like, you showed the other side of things. Like, what happens after they're not superheroes mm. for a second? Like, he needed a mental health day. And he took one. And I support him. And he kept going. And he, he kept going with it. And going with it. And going with it. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what runs through my my veins? Cheese waves. <laughs> that was a great line. What I love about the whole thing with Thor is... That we all know, if you've listened to us at all, you know that I'm not a fan of Ragnarok. Like, I'm probably the one person that isn't a fan of Ragnarok. Because Thor wasn't this stoic god in Ragnarok. He was a chatty Cathy, and that bothered me. In this, with his mental breakdown, it got it, it balanced that. It was that fine line between, yeah, he he broke down, he couldn't handle it, but at the same time, when he needed to step up. He did, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I really enjoyed that particular aspect of his character in this one. I felt like it balanced, say, Dark World with Ragnarok. Like, it brought some sort of middle ground to those two versions of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick, this just popped in my head. This isn't like a, I didn't, obviously I didn't have this planned out. Uh, but speaking of Thor, you know, obviously like, at, at the end, we also maybe see a departure of Thor as well. Cause he kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he tells Valkyrie who, you know, has been, which welcome to new Asgard. Right. <laughs> that cracked me up way more than it should have. I don't know why, but I loved that. Um, but, I don't know if anybody else was laughing, but the four of us yeah. were. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like Valkyrie was, um, you know, was kind of like taking charge of New Asgard. Like Thor would only show up basically to get more beer. Um, yeah, <laughs> <Hashtag> relatable. <laughs> um, but at the end of the movie, you know, he basically puts Valkyrie in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, but Tessa Thompson kind of like teased a possibility of a new Thor movie. And then I separately saw an article. I didn't read it, but I saw a headline for an article where a new Thor movie could be a female. So I almost right. wonder if Tessa oh. Thompson might be a new Thor. Yeah. Um, but that's that's not where I'm going with this. Um, but Thor teams up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Do we see Thor in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I don't know. I mean, I we're not going to see Gamora. <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. Um, <laughs> we might. No, but I, I, I really liked, and I don't know, that had to have been, a, a nod to... The comic books, uh-huh. because there is a series running right now yeah. called The Asgardians of the Galaxy. You know what else was a, a nod to the comics? Yes, go ahead. Hail Hydra. <laughs> oh my that god! Was, oh, I love oh, that that entire theater cheered. I'm pretty sure even people who were like, "I don't get it," like still were like, "Hey, good job!" Kids. That was so fantastic. That uh, was wonderful. Like, there is no way that that wasn't a direct callback to oh, that yeah. whole... It, and it was mostly the look yeah. of his face where he was just like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the long con. <laughs> so, um... But yeah, um... Shoot, there was something else I was going to say. I don't remember what it was. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about America's ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> there were like two Captain Americas fighting. I'm like, I can't decide what butt to look at because I don't know which one is the standard. <laughs> and then when the other one passed out, he goes, yep, that is America's ass. Walks off. Can we also talk about how... <laughs> there are lots of references. Yeah. <laughs> Evans' ass in this movie. <laughs> and they were all outstanding. 
Can we also talk about how, like, in that same part, um, when Ant-Man shrinks down and he's going inside Tony's um, arc reactor or whatever, he straight up says, I'm going inside you. He goes, flick me. Like, what? Like, man. They, they didn't do the whole Ant-Man-Thanos theory like everybody wanted. <laughs> but they were toying with the idea. <laughs> Crawled into Tony instead. I mean, there are there are definitely a few of those references. Like, I mean, even when they when uh, Tony and Cap and Hulk are back in New York, and he's like, he looks at looks at uh, Banner and he goes, "You're gonna have to go out there and smash some things." But he like rips a shirt off. He goes, "Guess this is gratuitous, but okay." And he walks out into the street. And like, kind of like. Uh, like throws the throws the motorcycle. <laughs> uh, so okay, so obviously we got a lot of characters who returned. Either they just weren't in Infinity War, or they didn't survive the snapshot, you know. But they came back. Uh, what were what were some of the favorite returns that you guys had? I I, I want to start on this one. I had honestly probably my favorite one. I was so bummed with Infinity War. We didn't get a hint of Hawkeye, mm-hmm. and that's who starts off in game. Yeah, and you know, and for I and I feel like with in game that was that was a that was, that was a brutal, brutal beginning. I think that might have been when you started with your um, with your sniffles. I think I did. I yeah. think I teared up, but I don't think anything actually like happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but you know what? Like, I feel like I feel like Clint Barton got a redemption arc in that entire movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know. He, he hit rock bottom, and then he came back, and then Black Widow, Widow hit rock bottom, and then... Too soon! <laughs> too, too soon. Was two. that one or two? Whoa. Six. <laughs> also known as two. My god. Oh. But, like, he showed the opposite of, like, that was, like, what I liked, was, like, the, like, the difference you saw between how, like... Thor took it, and how Hawkeye took mm. it. Like, mm-hmm. like the dichotomy of reaction. Yeah, he was just like Hawkeye was like, you know what? Screw it! I'm killing literally everybody. Okay, bye. And Thor was like, beer and video games, please. And like, <laughs> you took the dad who lived in the woods and made him the like avenging yeah. angel, and you took the literal god, and he was like, yeah, I'm gonna get a dad bot. I'll be back. <laughs> like. <laughs> But yeah, but you know, and, and the the really great thing about Hawkeye, or you know, they they never explicitly referred to him as it, but like it's he basically he became you know Ronan, which mm-hmm. is Clint Martin's Alter whatever yeah. persona. Um, but like, but once he came back with the Avengers, like he was willing to step up, like with the mm-hmm. whole you know, like with, with the trial runs, he was like, well, let me do it. Somebody might die. Okay, I'll do it. Right. You know, whether that's just a moment of, oh, hey, I desperately want to try to get back with my family, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just, you know, like a matter of, hey, you know, Ant-Man, you actually do have a family still, so whatever. Right. Uh, but so, like, for me, that was a really cool moment. Matt, I don't think we've talked about your favorite return yet. I, You know, it's hard to say that there's one favorite return um, because... I don't know. Like a lot of the a lot of the characters that were lost to the Snapture and returned in the battle, they held their own during the battle. Um, 
I mean, I guess probably Doctor Strange had the most significant role mm-hmm. in the return battle, like holding the water back magically. Um, doing, you know, doing Doctor Strange Doctor stuff. Strange type stuff, yeah. Um, but I I don't know. And yeah, I mean, it, it was upsetting when we lost all those characters, but I don't know that any one of them in particular, like, was a favorite return for me. Okay. Uh, I think just... I think my favorite return was probably if I had to you know put it all together would be Thor, Iron Man, and Cap standing together like the three that started this whole thing had it you know head to head against Thanos like you know and Thor grabs Stormbreaker and Mjolnir and calls down the lightning and all and of a sudden he's got a armor beard. and yeah. a braided beard and he's badass and ready to go even though he's still kind of fat like. <laughs> But though, like the three of them lined up, I think that probably might be my favorite return. Seeing them, you know, quote unquote, return to form, I guess. And I guess, Tabitha, you didn't really talk about yours. We just were chatting. No, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can get lightning to do my hair. But, um, <laughs> it's probably not going to turn out well. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, like, after we knew that they could basically bring everybody back, like, there wasn't any one person that I was like, oh no, what if they can't get. X, Y, or Z, whatever. Like, I have a soft spot spot in my heart for Bucky. So I was just like, I'm going to get some Bucky. But, like, um, (laughs) there was a a moment with, oh, God. What's her name? Having a... Pong? No. Scarlet Witch. No. Where Scarlet Witch was... She was was the best part of that battle for me. Because she was just like, hey, guys. I'm very angry. Like, all of them were, like, mad and, like, going at him. But he was like, I don't even know. Thanos was like, I don't even know who you are. And she's like, you will. Hold, please. Or maybe not. Like, he ended up, like, essentially beating her in the fight that they were having. Mm-hmm. But she, she gave held him her a own run out. for his money. Okay, so, tangent off of that. All of the returns, who did we not see? Vision. Yeah. Well, Vision Vision wasn't snapped, though. Uh Well, right. Vision, okay, so Vision, Gamora, and Loki weren't Weren't snapped. snapped. And, yeah, we we saw a good amount of Gamora, but we saw a good amount of past Gamora. Mm -hmm. We got a fun scene with Loki, but it was past Loki. Mm -hmm. We didn't see Vision at all. No. Which then then makes me... (laughs) Past Vision is 2020. Um. Where's Lydia? I mean... It goes back to the posters. Like, they made a poster for Vision with yeah. that one line of color. Yeah. Hi, Marvel likes to mess with people. Yeah, like, that's just true. not figuring this yeah. out. Like, I didn't expect to see Vision at all yeah. because of the way. I mean, he was the stone. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, what would he have come back as without the stone? And yeah. like, they're not going to be like, oh, let's go back in time and find wherever Vision came from and then put the stone. And then we would have well, a I mean, seven hour like in the comics, I still would have been okay with it. <laughs> I mean, there's there's points in the comics where he exists with the stone and exists without the stone, right. and basically it's because well, okay, Jarvis, which was awesome, another callback. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, meeting Howard's <laughs> driver was also Jarvis, um, but as Jarvis, his programming, like he's able to figure mm-hmm. out and like, basically teach himself how to learn with live without the stone. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that might still be a possibility yeah. at some point. Yeah. I bet because we are getting a Scarlet Witch and Vision TV show on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. I bet 
somehow, because we ended Infinity War with Shuri trying to fix Vision. True. So I bet I bet she finishes the job. Yeah. Um, I think he'll eventually be back, but I didn't expect him back in this yeah. movie. So um, we're we're getting right about the hour mark. There are a couple other things that I want to talk about, so we'll try to we'll try to talk about it real quickly because I know you guys want to get to bed, and I know <laughs> I've got some editing that I still need to do because I really want to release this tonight. Um, so we're, we'll try to talk about these just as quickly as we can. Uh, let's talk about the Stan Stanley cameo. This is going to be the last one. Mm. For me, it was a fun cameo, mm. and, and and obviously no one expected well. I shouldn't say no one expected this to be the last cameo because I mean he was what ninety six, but still, um, I wanted a better final cameo. It was a fine cameo, mm-hmm. but I wanted a better final cameo. But if it would have been any different, it wouldn't have been the if, Stanley yeah. we all know and loved was inappropriate, weird, and <laughs> funny. Like, right. It would have been yeah. like an emotional, like longer kind of thing. It would have fell out of place because that's just not how that's not how Stanley did things. True. And not and not long and emotional or whatever like that. But okay, so like you, I'm you haven't seen into the Spider Verse, right? Okay, his cameo in that movie, like that was like that was beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. And I would have I would have liked something like that for, yeah. for Endgame. Granted, looking back on the movie, I don't know how you could do, could have done that. No, I don't know that there would have been a way. Not yeah. with the way that the it was written and plotted. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like I don't know. What 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 did you think about it? No, I enjoyed it. It pretty much was typical Stanley mm-hmm. cameo, um, you know, a one-line quip, mm-hmm. which, in all reality, yeah, it's sad that it's his last, but it fits. Yeah. I mean, it fits with the rest of them. In in a lot of ways, it seemed to be reminiscent to me of his uh, cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what was something that we wanted to see but we didn't? Okay, so for me, I don't. I don't think that there was anything that I wanted to see. I don't think there was anything that, like, going into it that I wanted to see that I didn't get. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I went into it with not low expectations, but I went into it, like, with a very open mind. Like, yeah. give me whatever you got, Russo Brothers. Um, watching the movie, um, we didn't get any kind of finality with Gamora. Like, obviously, the Gamora that... We know after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and, you know, into Infinity War, that Gamora is dead. But we got past Gamora. And past Gamora ended up fighting with the Avengers mm-hmm. and, you know, turning on her mm-hmm. father. But she wasn't in the funeral scene. No. You know, no. she wasn't there. But we also didn't see her get snapped with all the other, and like, quote-unquote villains. So, when, like, so where is she? She well, wasn't on the Star- ship. When, when yeah. Star-Lord is, uh, like, the first... The, like thing you see of Star Lord as they're leaving or whatever. Yeah. The screen that he has up is Gamora's face, and it just keeps saying "searching." Yeah. And he's got a map pulled up, so I'm assuming we're gonna do another time travel thing. He's gonna find her. Yeah. Because let's get real. So. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, I guess for me, like, while on the one hand, and, and now I'm kind of changing my mind, and now I have no nothing else. But um, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So like on the one hand, it's like. I wanted to find out what happened with her, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, so like I guess that might be what we see with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That might be, yeah. you know, instead of the search for Spock, it's the search for Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you guys get for hanging out with me at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have had no coffee since like two thirty this afternoon. So pray for yourself. Push, pushing your luck. <laughs> We're almost done. I promise. <laughs> um, Tabitha, what was your did you did you have a moment that you wanted to see but you didn't get to see? 
Um, not really. Like, I mean, I know we just very recently had the Black Panther movie, and but I could have, I could have handled a little, like a little bit more of his sister in that battle mm-hmm. because, like, they make such a big deal of like the fact that she's got these amazing battle hand things that she's got, <laughs> and like I saw her use them once, and yeah. I'm like, come on. That was a little upsetting to me because I was like, oh, there she is. And then like she, I was like, where'd she go? Where'd she go? Where'd she go? Oh, there she is. Oh, she used them. Okay, bye. Like, <laughs> Matt, what about you? Um, I think the only thing for me is kind of what I touched on at the beginning um, is that I expected a little bit more of Captain Marvel. Like I said, not that she would come in and just win the battle for them, but that she would be a little bit more involved in the plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one more topic. And then the last thing is just going to be kind of just a quick, you know, whatever. Um, this is something I posed to you guys earlier. I wanted you to think about it. And Lydia gave her answer and said it's, it's an emphatic no. <laughs> um, but um, let's say, so now that we know that you know Tony Stark died, let's say five, ten years down the road, they decide to bring Tony Stark back to life and they recast him. Somebody other than Robert Downey Jr. Are you okay with that? Why, why not? No. Because Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. He is a millionaire playboy philanthropist. Like, that is Robert Downey Jr. That mm. is Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Like, let him die. Let him be dead. We've had enough Iron Man at this point. Like, may- maybe 20 years from now, I won't be so upset about it, but I'm going to need a minute. Like, that is Robert Downey Jr.'s role. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree wholeheartedly on that. I did. I, I'm going to say no on that. Um, and in regards to the idea of Cap being recast, no also on the on the Cap recasting is you know Chris Evans. Um, but the way that they handled that mm-hmm. was slick. It was classy. It was very well done. Yeah. And it allows for a great segue to continue in the MCU having Sam as Cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, and cause- it doesn't step on it doesn't step on Chris Evans and uh, Steve Rogers' toes Mm-mm. by doing that. That said, and you know, and I'll give my my opinions in a second. But going back to that, because yeah, that's that is a huge moment when when Cap passes the shield on to Sam, you know, Falcon, who now is Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not one of those guys who's like, but in the comic books they did this because. They exist in separate universes. Yep. That's why I've always been able to not be that guy, you know? But does that, does it like, and, and clearly Bucky was cool with it. He seemed very cool with it. Mm-hmm. But does it suck that Bucky didn't become Captain America? Because in the comics, Bucky was Captain America before Sam ever got it. But Bucky in the MCU is not a Captain America character. No. Bucky is sulky. Bucky is grumpy. Bucky has had a hard go of it. Bucky doesn't have time to be Captain America. And Bucky's got other stuff. And as much as neither of them want it, Bucky really doesn't want that mantle. Okay. Sam is willing to take it up and do his best. Bucky would have said, no, bro. Mm -hmm. Not me. That's fair. That's fair. Bucky's just not that guy. Bucky is not a Captain America guy. Bucky's a superhero, but Bucky is also that guy that's like, I see that that bus fell on you. I'm gonna get a coffee, and if it's still on you, I'll get it. <laughs> but if you've worked it out for yourself before, then good job. Five minutes, okay. <laughs> that's Bucky. Like that's Winter Soldier. That's how he's always been through these entire movies. It's like, oh my god, I gotta go save somebody. It's so dumb. Like 
Bucky is my superhero spirit animal. <laughs> I, can I shoot someone on the way? <laughs> right. Who can I kill on the way to save the person? He's just not a Captain America figure. Also, real quick, and this is another question that just popped in my head. So the the Falcon and Winter Soldier show on Disney Plus yeah. has been announced. Is that now a Captain America and Winter Soldier TV series? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, I'm going to buck the trend. Eh, eh, eh. Anyway. I'm too tired to <laughs> ring it. Can I hit him with it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there'd be more, like, effort. <laughs> I'll just toss it gently. <laughs> um... I'm gonna say, and granted, like I like I said, I don't want I don't want them to come out like next week and be like, hey, you know, um, Robert Pattinson is the new Tony Stark. Go away forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I want at all. However, I am totally cool with, like I said, like five, ten years down the road, if they decide to bring Tony Stark back and they recast and like have somebody other than Robert Downey Jr. be or Robert Tony- Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically. If your name is Robert, you can't be Iron Man. Sorry about it. <laughs> Robert De Niro's gonna be pissed. <laughs> but like, if they decide to recast it, I am totally cool with it. Um, you know, because like, okay, for for two big reasons for me, because like, okay, and, and I think I may have even like said something like this on a previous episode. It sounds like something I would have said. <laughs> but like, superheroes get new creative teams all the time. Mm-hmm. And when they get a new writer, that personality changes. That character changes. When they get a new artist, that that character looks a little bit different. That, for me, like, for the MCU to recast a character, especially after a little bit of time away, that is one of the most comic book things that they could do for a comic book movie. It's a valid point. Also, name me one character that the MCU has miscast yet. They haven't. No. So if they were to decide to bring back Tony Stark in five years, I would completely have my trust in the MCU. I'd be like, okay, cool. Let me see this. Let, let, let's do this. I mean, I would still be excited to see what they could do with it because I agree with you. They haven't miscast anybody ever in the history of time. But at the same time, like, you have this character that started this thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's over. And while a lot of things do change in comic books, this, is, this isn't a comic book. This is a movie. And there are a lot of people that don't read comics that watch comic book movies like i was talking about this at work today and somebody that i work with that i did not expect to have an opinion about an avengers movie because they are not a comic book kind of person was like oh my god i can't wait to see this and like went off on this big tangent about how they freaking love captain america and i'm like who are you (laughs) like what is this personality you've been hiding I think you're they would be doing a disservice to the people who do just watch the movies and that's 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 most people's only incarnation of, of, of these Iron characters. Man. And it's mm-hmm. like, it, it was such a traumatic death and such a extended role that he played. Like, it would take a while. Like, like I agree. Like, if they decided they wanted to recast Chris Evans or whatever, like, I wouldn't be super butthurt about it, but I would be upset about Iron Man. Yeah. Because even though Tony Stark as a character has kind of like grown up a little bit over the series he has been the same person through the whole thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very he's like stuck to like his he stuck his guns about pretty much everything like he's up you know he's come around about you know some of the things that he had originally been very you know, obviously from the first iron man movie he's not like that anymore like his character arc didn't really go anywhere he was just always tony stark yeah, and yeah. Be, by being always tony stark he was effectively always robert downey jr one last quick question, and then we'll go get to our last topic, I promise. You kept saying after Infinity War that 
Thanos was, you know, Thanos had Thanos had a point. Okay. Did did the Thanos going from okay, you know, like now I'm just gonna like destroy the entire universe? Does that change your mind at all? Does, does that make him more of a bad guy? It does. But however, let's let's talk about this. When she was like, Thanos is in his garden. I'm like, see, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So he realized that the world is overpopulated, which it is. We're either gonna have like genetically modified food or we're all going to starve or you have to quit breeding 5,000 million people. Like that's what has to happen. I'm sorry, science. But I'm terrified of overpopulation. So when Thanos was like explaining his thing, I'm like, I get it, I get it. <laughs> and now it's just, he's he, he did what he wanted to do. He destroyed his stones and he went to live on his little planet that he made a garden by himself. I get it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, if you really just wanted to go live on a garden planet by yourself, you didn't have to destroy half the universe to do that. But you did because it was his quest. His vision. His quest thing. Aww. Aww, vision. vision. Too soon. <laughs> but, like, no. I, he's, a, he's a bad man. Like, I never said, like, Thanos wasn't, you know, a villain. But, like, the man has some good points. <laughs> 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 and that's always been one of the good thing, the good things about the MCU, especially like with the later movies, like the the villains that you see, it's like, huh, I kind of see that. Okay, mm-hmm. I can kind of understand that. So you're still wrong, but I, I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> like you're a bad guy, but like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last thing that I want to talk about, and we'll keep it brief. Who is the MCU MVP? And Matt, let's start with you. I have to go, Cap. That's just all I got. I mean, it just really is for me. Yeah. Cap always has been, always will be, forever and always, no matter what the man does. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm I, I'm kind of torn. Like, I, I want to say Ant-Man because he's the reason why they tried again, yeah. you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you're right. Like, Cap, even though he, they did try to move on, like, he is the one that... I mean, they, uh, most of them didn't give up, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. but he's the one who didn't give up, Yep. you know? Um, so, yeah, so I, y- you're right. Like, Ant-Man is a close second, you know? I, I feel like, I feel like especially one when, um, when they announced the first Ant-Man mm. movie, nobody thought that he would be this as big yeah. and as important as he ended right. up being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, like, it was, it was definitely, like, I thought that it was just a fun movie, but, like... But because of how important he became, like, man, he is a close second. But, yeah, I, I got to hand it to Cap. Yeah, I had I had a moment, like, walking into the theater. And I don't know what made me think of it. But, like, that whole Cap and Bucky thing where he was like, I'll be with you to the end of the line. I'm like, not, they're not killing Captain America. Like, something's going to happen to where he will be there at the end, yeah. but not dead. That's And I was like, that's what's going to happen. Like, I, I had, like, a moment. I, I see your point, Mitch. And I think about it like this. When you think about playoffs in sports, mm-hmm. sometimes... The person who has the best performance during a particular series uh-huh. doesn't necessarily get the MVP, mm-hmm. but the person who pulled the team throughout the entire postseason mm-hmm. or through the entire season and still had a solid performance mm-hmm. at the end gets the MVP. Yeah. And I think that's like the way I'm looking at it. And like obviously- if I had to pick one of just Endgame... Yeah, I probably have to go with Ant-Man. Yeah. But overall, I have to go Cap. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, at at the end of at the end of everything, like, he was defeated, but he got back up. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he knew he was down. 
but he got back up because he's Captain America. You never just <laughs> lay there. Like his shield is broken, his face is bloodied, he is busted. He's had a hard time, but he still gets back up because it's what he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, on that note, um, especially since you know, once once we get to start talking about sports, that means that we've run out of geeky things to talk about. <laughs> so I don't know how I'm so awake. <laughs> um, so that is all the time that we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, we'll be back next week, but in the meantime, we'll be posting news on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram throughout the week, so be sure to follow us there. While you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on uh, from all of us at Geek Awakens. Whatever that word. Whatever, whatever it's like, called. Okay, so it's 11, 13 p.m. We're not The Geek Awakens. We're sleeping right now. <laughs> I'll be up for at least another hour editing. Anyway. Uh, I'll pray for you. <laughs> from all of a sudden, Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope we'll be back next week. Everybody, say bye. Bye. bye.